It'll be fine. It'll be fine. That's what the people want. It's the people coming. So now I got a Harlem Heat Hall of Fame shirt, and now I got that's gotta be K. In case there's any question, not only do you get the face, where is it? You get his face, you get his bare arm, and you get his name for K. Yeah, man, we look like we went through a Kyle O'Reilly Adam Cole match tonight, baby. We're, we're both couplers. <laughs> Both a couple of sleepy boys. Yeah. Like this show was originally scheduled for ten fifteen. No, yes, ten ten oh five, and I had to push it back. I think five times, and here we are at eleven eleven o'clock. Matt still has some editing to do when we're done what? recording. What's Holy. the opposite? What's the opposite of a snooze button? Because we're hitting it. <laughs> Hi everybody, and welcome to a punishing, puncturing. Edward James Alvo saying undisputed <laughs> episode of the brothers of discussion. Yeah, we're going to talk stand and deliver, get some thoughts and feelings out there. Man, all sorts of feelings and thoughts. It's fresh. Ooh, it's like an open wound. Mm. Spread it open and smell that copper. Mm. And Matt, we're going to talk <laughs> Kane doing a Saturday Night Live monologue to a robot laugh track. Oh, no. What a nightmare situation for any comedian, let alone a mayor of a small town in Tennessee. Matt, we're going to get you geared up for media, all eight to nine hours of it. We're going to get you geared up for live crowds and all the bucket ear filters you can stomach. Matt, it's the brothers of discussion. How are you hanging in there? I'm, I'm doing pretty good. I uh, Yeah, uh, that's, that's probably the long and short of it. I, I think this will be fun because not only am I super sleepy right now, uh, but we haven't had time to like digest anything, so we're just going to be throwing out hot takes left and right. It's going to be hot garbage. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> yeah. We just woke. You know, it's like you just got out of the love nest, and you're like, yeah, baby, let's talk about it. You know, you didn't even get to let it marinate. But Matt, here we are. Matt, you popped the question here. NXT Takeover, stand and deliver. It was a two night event. Matt. We're going to start with the easier question because then you only have to do 50-50 instead of one out of 16. Matt, yeah. what was the better night? Night one or night two? I I think I said it before and I, I'm pretty happy with what happened because I think I was right. Night two was the better night of Stand and Deliver. <sighs> Matt. Here we go. If you, if you wanted to do... If you wanted to expand on that, I'm going to step right in. Matt, night two is easily better. 
Um, okay. <laughs> I gotta say that of all the participants, it's we're gonna make this is gonna be a show where we it's oh. WWE's week, it's WrestleMania week, it's NXT Takeover week, but. You know, this NXT show, I wanted just a little AEW to it. I respect everybody's work rate, but sometimes <laughs> I want to see a little bit of man meat getting slapped. Sometimes I want a little narrative. All right. And this was just a lot of guys who could go. Uh, Matt, I think that's why night two for me was so, so much better. Because um, I had Adam Cole. And uh, Kyle O'Reilly having their blow-off match. Um, I'm pretty shocked that Kyle won. Um, I really thought this was going to be something that was going to extend out into the summer. And I think to do that would have been, you know, an Adam Cole victory. Um, But, I mean, the star of the night far and away uh, from everybody else. Um, Because, no, there wasn't necessarily a huge uh, storyline. This was, you know, just, you know, the dude getting his his rematch after you know having the title stripped from him the star of the night was 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 killer cross carrying cross Matt. uh that guy he he's got uh he's got an entrance he's got a presence uh he's got a, a violent move set he's got the look um it's got the look i don't think he's long for the it's nxt world i think that probably potentially by next year he's going to be main eventing in wrestlemania um uh, that's how big a star this guy looks i, I know yeah. he's kind of getting the leg up with the music and his smoking hot wife coming out and you know she's out there trying to win an emmy um and she should at least be nominated um i don't know if she's gonna win but man i was i was blown away by uh the package of karen cross and scarlet the way i i hadn't thought about this till right now so i don't want anybody to think i have a, a vendetta against alistair black but this is almost like if you said Hey, do you want Elster Black to look like a WWE guy? Here he is, Karrion Cross. <laughs> like, um, uh, you know, I, obviously we both love Elster Black, and we, you know, gushed about him forever. But uh, you know, uh, WWE looking guys, Karrion Cross. And a quick shout out to Amy, of course. Um, Amy, if you're tired, get get those get those winks. Get, go to bed. Not, <laughs> No, Amy, microwave that coffee from this morning like I did, baby. Oh, yeah. Woo! I know. And I was so stupid. I, I just had bourbon and mead. So now I'm really ready for bed. But, oh, um, what a combo. I, yeah. I, I would say if that's if that's your pick for favorite match, because that was our next question, um, I, I do want to get into it a little bit more because I, I was a big dum-dum, Mike. I said that Karrion Cross had to follow along the lines of what Finn Balor said. And he said, I'm going to get the win because I can control my emotions. And again, that's when we said goodbye Mm. to the demon Balor. That was a big promo that we discussed uh, either a week ago or two weeks ago and crossed to the exact opposite. And uh, I talked about, uh, I talked about it on Twitter and I said, this is them saying it doesn't matter what other people do. Karrion Cross is a whole nother breed of human being. He unleashed the emotion and just, I, the last two minutes of that match were all carrying cross. It wasn't one of those silly things where Brock Lesnar's doing 20 suplexes and then John Cena gets in a um, attitude adjustment and then Brock still finishes the match. No, it was just carrying cross, just suplexing, 
the doomsday. Yeah, we didn't have to see uh, Finn, you know, inflate his uh, his air runners, you know. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, that's Kushida. <laughs> oh no, I, uh, you know, I was you know talking oh, about John doing that, but yeah. Uh, no, you're uh, right. Uh, like as as big a star as uh, Cross was, I'd say the second star for me was uh, Finn Balor, who. <laughs> Man, you know, we talk about Dolph Ziggler being the king of the bumps, and I give Rhea Ripley a lot of credit for bumping, too. I'd say she almost bumps too much for how big she is. Um, like, nobody can knock you down, girl. We know you're we know you're wrestling right now, you know. Nobody can take you down, girl. I love you. Um, but <laughs> going for that crown was Finn Balor, because I thought that at the end of that, those last two minutes that Killer Cross was beating up uh, like a tackling dummy, like a weighted tackling dummy from one of those car testing commercials where they have the, you know, the heavy plastic body fly through the windshield. Um, <laughs> Ballard, he, he was incredible. He, he <laughs> made like, it takes two to tango, right? Like he can play, he can dead body all he wants, but if, you know, cross doesn't look like he's really demolishing somebody. Um, and then, you know, you got your, your smoking hot wife in the corner, just, yeah, like, there's no way you could not just kind of feel the like the pulse in your body and be like, whoa, I hope I don't accidentally kill Finn Balor in real life. That's that had to have crossed his mind at least once. Uh, <laughs> yeah. She would have she would have pushed me into violence, is what I'm saying. Yeah, there there were actually uh Scarlet being out there, a lot of nice touches there where she's yelling at Finn throughout the match. But then like the speaking in it sounded like she was speaking in tongues to get like carrying yeah. cross to like go over. Like, yeah, no. her character work is so much better than it needs to be. You know yeah. what I mean? She's just like she's gunning we, for an Emmy or something. It's we would fantastic. settle we would settle for her singing along to the entrance song, but man, she she knows what's up. Uh it's those Even two, if she man. didn't really know the words, if she just kind of like, but no, she's like fall and pray, and it's just <laughs> okay, Jesus, um, <laughs> Jesus, yeah, that that that's Finn, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was far and away, uh, you know, the best. I think was uh, Cross and Balor for me. Uh, man, right. what was your? What about for night one? Oh, do you put Cole and Kyle? Did you like that well, better? That's the thing, because that ladder match, Mike, to start the night, that was a hell of a banger. Like I, I said, how many match of the year candidates are we going to get yeah. uh, and out of these two nights? I, I would have said no problem if we didn't get Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole, the unsanctioned match. And if we didn't get Finn Balor versus Karrion Cross, I probably would have sat there and said this is a match of the year candidate. But it just kept escalating, I think, throughout the night. Um that but that ladder match, you guys absolutely have to watch that thing. Um, I, I'm I'm putting it like this, Mike. Devlin stood out as the daredevil, but you you actually helped sell me with your Twitter post that Escobar is the superstar. He's the star in this match. And um the way that the way that he carries himself, like Jordan Devlin, I think we fell in love with as NXT UK fans, yeah. but watching watching Escobar grab those titles, you were like, oh, yeah, that that's the guy. <laughs> and I love Jordan Devlin to death, and I think he has a tremendous career in front of him. This is nothing against him. This is all about praising Escobar and his character work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, De Devlin and Escobar did so many crazy things that we've never seen uh, in a ladder match before. I, I do like the simple stuff, too, where Escobar 
hits the ladder up against Devlin's uh, gut. And the whole idea is to sell that Devlin's not going to be able to reach up later to grab the ladder. And it, it's, it's good planning. Um, and it's, it's a great move where he, uh, so he has the ladder set up on his gut. Devlin's in the corner and he does uh, two kicks to the ladder and then does a running jump, like a uh, drop kick to the end of the ladder to shoot it into Devlin's gut. Yeah. Uh, it's simple. Just a great move. And of course, you've got all the, the flippy doos. You had the um, DDT off the top. You had the um, uh, splat, not the splash. Uh, what's our what's our EO Shirai uh, finisher? Uh, I'm so tired right now. <laughs> Jesus. But it was it um, was perfect execution uh, yeah. by Jordan Devlin. Uh, it's just. Again, that guy's the daredevil, but again, the right person won this match if, if you go back and watch it. The guy who carries himself as that superstar. Um, it's yeah, fun. I thought uh, uh, Escobar, one of my favorite things he did the whole night was uh, when he went outside the ring to go get the second ladder. And he did kind of this like half pivot turn, you know, kind of um, uh, showboating for the crowd. And then I've seen, you know, there's a there's a way to wrestle, right? Mm-hmm. And you kind of try to make a display out of you reaching under the ring, and it was it was just something I, I haven't seen this version of it before, where he kind of he kind of pulled the apron up, and it was like I don't know, it was like he was getting his tools out to go, you know, make a fine dish in the kitchen. Like he kind of he kind of set up everything, and he kind of had this little smirk over his shoulder, like, "Hey, why don't you come over? We'll make a couple croissants, you know." Come. <laughs> <laughs> and then it, he just started cooking and that's when he pulled the ladder out and then the match you know uh started uh uh get a little bit a little bit more violent a little a little extra um i think he the next couple moves are the ones you were describing with um the the supine uh uh stuck in the middle there uh devlin um and yeah when he did with the moonsault it was Thank almost you. like if you just Jeez. took the ladder <laughs> And drew the exact like hairline gap between the ladder and his body as he and, yeah and, like the tip of his head flipped yeah it was just this perfect hairline <laughs> but it never felt like oh god he's gonna injure himself like a like a real injury it was yeah. just perfectly staged and man it's fantastic how many times have we seen guys go to the top of a ladder and they jump off and they kick the ladder back and then they're grasping for. <laughs> was oh, not God. the case this time. No, right. yeah, Devlin was uh, fantastic. Um, and then the the unsanctioned match is this is a terrible transition into that, but goddamn, um, they they're selling it right now, Mike. We were just talking about it before we went live, but Triple H and Shawn Michaels are throwing uh, Adam Cole into the old meat wagon. Uh, oh I, boy, <laughs> it's cute because they do that, and it's it's not being recorded you know, for Peacock or, or the network or whatever. And people are posting it right now. Like, Oh, Adam Cole, he's actually hurt. And it's like, no, no. It's, if <laughs> Triple H and Shawn Michaels aren't putting him <laughs> into the stretcher, if he's actually, hurt. It's they're, really they're moving good. his neck. Hold uh-huh. on. There we go. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> I have a chiropractor license. Um, so that's what he's just, been up to. It's oh. the length that they're willing to go for storytelling for Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole. That is what makes this such a good story. It's what made it such a great match. Um, we don't need to go too deep, I, I think, because we already gushed about it a teensy bit. 
but that for me, Blake, I think that's the one that's going to stick with me longer. If I had to pick a favorite match, um, only because of the visuals that Kyle was able to bring, um, <laughs> wrapping that chain around his leg, uh, the two of them going through uh, the entrance ramp is a, an incredible move. Adam Cole kicking through the side, like the set design to get <laughs> Kyle out of the entrance ramp. <laughs> It, it was all great. Even even Adam uh, knocking out the ref uh, in anger and uh, the close-up shot of him yelling at the ref. All this was just great and just showed that these guys, their tempers were, were exploding right in front of our eyes. It wasn't anything about like reaching that point. They were already there. Um, yeah. But the, by the end of the match, I mean, they... <sighs> Mike, I, I, for me, that's the match of the year. That's the match of the year candidate that came out of these these two nights. Uh, I'm going with the unsanctioned match. I think Adam Cole did it again. I think he is the probably the best wrestler in the world right now because even though it seems like we continue to forget about him, you know, like it, it feels like we're not talking about him for long periods of time. And then a yeah. taker over comes around and then we go, all right, Adam Cole's. He's a fucking genius. <laughs> you know, this uh, this Ferrari is not a bad ride. You know, it's uh, pretty nice. All reliable. I, I, I still, I don't know, man. If I was if I was asked which one are you going to rewatch, I would probably pick Britt Baker. Oh, oh, man, we're going to get into that. Oh, my God. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that's still like uh, that was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. Uh, in a wrestling ring is Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. So that is a good question. Um, I think I'd like to watch them both back to back and give, uh, like take notes, you know, like be respectful of both matches. Cause now I'm all high on this cause I just watched it. So yeah. I'm going to give a biased opinion and say like right now, this feels like match of the year, but how cool is it going to be at the end of the year where we're discussing was Adam Cole's match better or Britt Baker's? Uh, I think that's <laughs> going to be a fun conversation. Um, well, we uh, we did get one um, one sticker? dip into the into the women's division. Uh, oh, we got Shotzi no, and Ember yeah. versus. Oh, we're going to talk uh, about Bronson Reed and Gargano. I it was oh, fine. Uh, it's not. I'm not coming back to that one. <laughs> no, I uh, I guess uh, you know. Um, the, you know, Gargano was I. I at this point of his career, does he need a championship? No. I mean, does do does Bron- is Bronson Reed deserving yet? I, I don't know if I would make that leap. So it's just kind of a tough one to book because I, I I think either way it should have been Gargano, but I just don't know if this is the right match to I don't know if the people are ready uh to yeah. embrace Bronson Reed because uh I like I liked his I liked his shtick when he was, you know, the big cannonball shaped man. And then he threw in a cartwheel, but you know what? You know what? I have a an Otis stinking Dozovich shirt gathering dust up in my <laughs> bedroom, and that guy can do a cartwheel. He can do the caterpillar. Man, he can go flying off the top, and I don't know. I I need to see Otis make it before I'm ready to embrace um, a new big bar, a new big bear. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Where's yeah. Otis's moment? Yeah, you, you refuse to give Bronson his moment until you're... you're I'm not over my ex him. yet. Yeah, I'm not over <laughs> my ex. Um, but yeah, um, Shotzi Number versus uh, The Way, Matt. Uh, just a match like this, and all due respect to everybody, all the participants, it really reminded me 
oh yeah, Candice LeRae is like one of the best women's wrestlers in the whole world. Uh, but she she sold for everybody. She she yeah. was um God, how do I how do I even explain this? It was it was almost like she was a choreographer. And now it is time for the hot tag and bring that right this way. And we'll get a little heat on you over here. And please just be a few minutes and we're going to pummel your tag team partner. And then we'll let you sashay back into the match. Get that flow of energy back. Take a pin. Everybody's safe. We all go home. Well done. It was just, it was just, it was like, like art. You know, she, she, (laughs) she, uh, uh, what's the, what's the word for it, Matt? Um, uh, she curated. It was like she curated the whole match. It was yeah. it was it was excellent work uh, by Candice. Can I I I think I, I need to explain why this is a compliment because it's gonna sound bad. Oh boy, but here we it, go. They the uh, Shotzi and Ember Moon and then the way made this look so natural, like we had been watching NXT uh, women's tag division matches for years. That the second it was done, I had this feeling, and and I don't know if it's my heart, maybe that's where it is. Uh, but it felt like a main event, and I mean again in a good way because it's so it's it's not routine's the wrong word, but just the feeling of of it being organic and natural. Like this is just how tag team wrestling is. But it felt like a Sunday night heat main event of like the headbangers uh, versus you know Road Dog and uh, Billy Gunn, you know. Like it, it was like this is what tag team wrestling is supposed to be. This is how we highlight it. See, uh, what's what's funny is how quickly that was one of your first observations as somebody every week who has uh, the duty to watch NXT as the guy who's the correspondent for all elite wrestling. Every time Ember Moon made an extended arm reach, and I saw her mouth the word tag. I was like, oh, yeah, there's rules in these matches. (laughs) But, yeah, it was very, like, very deliberate. You know, it is time for you, if you wish to fight, well, you can't just walk into the match. You got to tag in. All right, get in there. It was was so articulate and deliberate. It was almost as if they had watched a a certain tag team, the Bucks, and then, like, went out and did their match. That's, That's how, that's how... Exact it was. Yeah, I and like when I call it a, a, a Sunday night heat, I, I just go back to that idea of a feeling like at home, like that you know, yeah. that's where tag team wrestling was for me. That a main event tag team championship match on Sunday night heat, like that. That's like I, I feel like I have a slice of pizza and a bottle, a two liter bottle of cherry coke in my lap right now. I'm just thinking about it, but um, that yeah, that's good. Yeah, that, it's exactly. I mean, if we're rating that match, I'm giving it a slice of pizza and a bottle of sherry coke. It's pretty, great. That's pretty good endorsement, in my opinion. All right. Um, so now to yeah, night, night, night one. one. Yeah. All right, Mike. Here it is. Ready? This this is a hot take, Mike. That was the best pre-show match I've ever seen in any pre-show of any level of AEW, WWE, anything. Uh, Zoe Stark and Tony Storm delivered. Okay, I'm already gonna take. They they delivered one hell of a pre-show match. It, it was it was great. I loved it. I, I mean, I'm not gonna say that it wasn't one of the you know best pre-show matches I've ever seen. Um, 
I guess I might. Now that I'm thinking about it, there are some Uso New Day pre-show matches uh, that were pretty fucking great. But it, okay, you know where I'm at though. Like this was a really good pre-show match. This the this is the first match, Mike, of like all of the the major shows uh, coming out for WWE on WrestleMania week, and it was a hell of a way to open up the week. I thought it was it was great. Well, I you know what? It wasn't that great. You know, if you think about it, it was quite a shit show because Tony's... No, I'm kidding. No. No, for some reason, when you said that, one of the first matches that came to my mind was, I think it was the old Degeneration X defeating, like, the New Day in a pre-show match oh, to become, like, eight-time tag team champions. And I think either Road Dog or Billy Gunn said... Suck it, bitch! And then I was like, "Whoa!" But it like made it out of the broadcast. Which, by the way, I'm glad I mentioned this. I'm glad you said that, so I could mention this. Ever Moon dropped a suck it tonight. That was. Oh uh, yeah. I'm still waiting to hear that interview. Uh, about uh, we we noticed you uh, on Peacock. You don't say that anymore. You know, but I think it just felt right in her heart. You know, I saw her like. She's, you know, gesticulating and doing, I don't know, a little Dusty Rhodes move there. And then yeah. she just, it's like she just kind of, you know, Will Ferrell blacked out for a second. Suck it! And then she just ran forward <laughs> and threw in some offense. It was wonderful. Um, yeah, night one. Uh, I, I know what match I would have liked a little bit more uh, if my boys had gone over, but. I get it that they don't need the tag team championships. I just, I just, I love them so. You know, I, I love the grizzled young bits, and I, I just would like to see them recognized. <laughs> I'd like to see somebody besides me and, uh, you know, the United Kingdom in its entirety recognize these guys with more than stinking shoes. Um, I think that's, uh, I'm probably going to have to punt on this. Um, you know, this this dream of mine coming to fruition, at least until everybody's vaccinated and grizzled young vets have the green light to start touring abroad away from uh, the motherland. So I'll buckle in and be patient. I know MSK, they're good, but they're just they're not Zach Gibson and James Drake. Good. There, I said, right. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I, I, I get less angry. Like, I, I don't know what it is. I, I think it's just because I don't know MSK, but then they do a promo and I go, that's probably how I do a promo. <laughs> and I don't know. Like, uh, they're just like, it's kind of cutesy kind of thing. You know, yeah. like they, they come up and they're like, hey, <laughs> like that's, that's exactly it. That was verbatim. And yes. the same inflection, like coming up for the interview. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, that's me. Uh, that's that's how I do it. That's how I. That's why I'm I, not employed because when I start my interviews for new jobs, that's the same kind of attitude I walk in with, and they want somebody that's like, hey, um, you know, business. A lot of I think too many championship winners. They're kind of like, even if you has a you have like a nice curio cabinet right in the corner of your living room, yeah. And there's some pretty cool stuff in there. It's something that you're just. Yeah, accustomed to seeing it, so it it doesn't bring the same glisten like glisten and shine, and you're just, oh yeah, I I do have the tag team championship. So <laughs> this looked like Christmas morning, like you just got PlayStation Five and you're just clinging to the box, like that. It was that kind of joy, you know, deserved joy, uh, uh, appropriate joy uh, for those belts. So for MSK, I do appreciate them having Christmas morning PlayStation Five excitement. So that I get. 
Um, Mike, I I gotta say, uh, out of all the Walter matches, um, this was the Walteriest. <laughs> Is that what the, or maybe a Welt? Was it the Welteriest? Welteriest? Yeah. I, so uh, we we watched. Uh, I watched the. Uh, I know the, what the problem is too. I know. I know exactly what the problem is. You know what it is? What the problem is that Tommaso Ciampa is too tan. When Walter is slapping around Ilya Dragunov and that pale white pasty skin has all the capillaries exploding, you can see each capillary just shrinking in pain before it just pops <laughs> into just a bloody resolve. Where you know Ciampa, he's so hardened by that you know uh, tanning light. You can barely see as the capillaries scream and die out. I think that's the problem. <laughs> um, I do like him winning. I do like yeah. Walter winning matches with the slap, by the way. That it's such a, a uh, it's arguably one of the biggest finishers in all wrestling right now is one man's knife edge chop. Yeah. Pretty incredible. I, I think we, we've uh, seen quite a bit of him winning with uh, that power bomb and then just sitting on top. Oh, of, the ma- yeah. The matchbook. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, but I, yeah, like the way they sold that entire match of Walter can't get his arm up to even try it. And they even had him do shitty left arm chops. That was ah, perfect. Like we know we, I just watched his back and forth with Drew McIntyre at Survivor Series a couple years ago. Those left arm chops were not bad, but they changed it up <laughs> for this match to go. Nope. It's the right arm, right arm chop that kills someone, which we know it's like, that's where the, the long chop comes from. But I just like that. It was like a weaker chop from the left side in, in this match. And that yeah, it's just all of a sudden, this was like a focal point was uh, left arm chops. It's just like, uh, you know, getting a massage from your buddy. Uh, so he's got to get that right arm up at some point. Um, but yeah, like watching this, and then uh, I was going to say earlier today, I watched NXT UK Prelude with uh, Walter and Rampage Brown. Um, this is something where they were trying to sell a couple of of uh, that 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 was big meaty men slapping meat, but it still ends with Walter winning. Uh, it's it's almost no comparison though. Like watching the two, I, I was doing like work around the house during the Rampage Brown, and I realized I hadn't looked down. At my phone in like three minutes, uh, because I it was it wasn't a terrible match, but uh, man, it was it was not this Champa match. Um, but I, I, I you know, it's funny you said it, it, you wanted more um, from a match. I thought you were going to say this one because I could have gone for you know uh, how we got forty five minutes, I think, or forty minutes from Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. I, I could have gone for that with uh, with Champa and Walter. I think it was just uh, a matter of one show was on USA and the other show was just Peacock, so they could go as long as they wanted. Um, but yeah, I, I think that well, might have been the one thing that holds night one back for me and not being the better night is because some of these matches did feel like they ended a little abruptly. Well, one thing I think with WWE and the production team that they're very cognizant of is historical context now i know we uh, you i know there's going to be you know a hundred different arguments against that but let me plead my case on this uh i think they know in like in certain aspects they know when to like go all in right so like kyle o'reilly um adam cole got 50 minutes because it's deserved you know that's a a long-term relationship that broke up 
And I think they would want to give more time and more violence to Champa and Walter, who would definitely be game for destroying each other. Um, but I think they kind of said, you know, let's kind of see where this goes. And if it pops, you know, maybe we'll do it a few more times. But it would almost like you don't want to diminish like that effort he did um, in UK against uh, Dragunov or, you know, like the, the epic battles that he had with uh, Tyler or uh, Pete Dunn. Um, it, it should, I think it should kind of feel like the fourth best, you know, major Walter match or fifth best. If you want to throw in, um, you know, some of the stuff he started to do against, uh, members of the main roster. Um, I think, it, I think it should feel like that. And I, 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 I don't know how much credit I want to give to the production team. If they actually went to that kind of, um, um, you know, like thought and, you know, long-term, commitment you know to these guys and their legacies but it it like it didn't surprise me that it wasn't my number one walter match because it feels like you know they're going to kind of keep those other ones um up on the walter mount rushmore i i i can agree with that <laughs> um, i uh yeah i i think um uh, yeah it's just moving on <laughs> We're at 30 minutes. I, I think that, that's a good... Uh, yeah, we can. Um, Raquel met, uh, got her coronation against Io Shirai. Um, it's, it's tough, man. Like, the way that the men get booked, right? Where, um, like, Walter gets to pummel Champa, um, Cross gets to pummel Finn Balor. Uh, you know, we've seen Brock Lesnar pummel, you know, Daniel Bryan's and AJ Styles's and Finn Balor's and Kofi Kingston's in the past. So when you see a match like this with, uh, you know, Io Shirai at, you know, maybe like five two, maybe, maybe Angus Young height. And then Raquel Gonzalez comes out and she's the size of Eddie, the mascot from Iron Maiden. It's kind of hard to see a scenario where Io Shirai is going to triumph. Uh, I know they made a big point for her to really point in her brain a few times that she was smarter than Raquel, but uh-huh. it just, uh, you know, it just didn't translate into, you know, a, a elongated success against, you know, such a, a, a more gifted athlete, you know, size wise. Um, I think the, I think the right person went over and, Matt, th- this is the hardest question of this match. I don't. I don't think there's a question that it was, you know, well executed. The right person went over. What's next for Eo? Yeah, and I, I, I absolutely wanted to talk about this because it, it's something. Where, if you look at what Eo's Eo's path would be going forward, it just doesn't make sense for her to hang around and hope for a rematch with Raquel. Um, one interesting tidbit is that she is in the promotions for NXT, like moving to Tuesdays. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I think ultimately this this could be something where she gets one more <laughs> shot at the title, and Raquel really has to just put her down, kind of thing. Um, but I think I think she's headed for the main roster. Of eventually, by the end of this year, we'll see her on there. I'm not saying it's not the same conversation it used to be, Mike, where it's like, God, I can't wait for so-and-so to get to the main roster uh, so they can <laughs> pull a Kevin Owens and beat John Cena. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things that it, I'm guessing it's going to happen. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, <laughs> be readying for the, the kick to the gut. Um, 
<laughs> I won't I won't be just, you know, uh whistling away, looking to my side like Kurt Angle and then have Triple H pop me one in the chin. Uh this is this is gonna be something where I'm ready to go. I'm I've got my fist to cuffs ready. Uh this it, it could go ugly. Um but I, I do hope that how many times we've seen Triple H on Twitter selling how much he loves EO that it, it will go well. Uh, but yeah, to answer the question, I think she absolutely is headed for the main roster because I, I don't know what else she does here uh, besides like, okay, I'm going to fight Zoe Stark and give her a number one contender spot because I lost. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it might be a, kind of a scary future for her. Um, yeah. You know, like uh, she would probably need a mouthpiece the way WWE likes to, you know, have your your characters be able to, you know, get on the stick and tell a story. Um. Yeah, and I, I, you know, we just heard Britt Baker cut uh, a brilliant ninety-second promo um, this week on Dynamite, and she was, you know, of course, mad at Tony Khan again um, for saying, you know, apparently these wins and losses matter. I don't think that that's what should matter. What should matter is, you know, who's the who's the main event star, who sells the most T-shirts, who sells the most gear. Um, who's the star people want to see. So that's what I've been doing, and I'm the best at it. Well, now I have to act like these wins and losses matter. So now I'm going to be wrestling on every single show. So I'll have that too. So I guess with Io, we've already seen her kind of win every match. You know, she's booked up top, then she was booked to win the championship, then she defended it for a while. So does she have that kind of pull, uh, that kind of influence, that kind of following like Britt Baker does to, uh, you know, sell the t-shirts, sell the storylines? I mean, we're going to find out. Um, yeah, it's going to be uh, going to be interesting. I mean, I, you know, they're not going to go away from her. They saw something in her to give her the belt. Um, but yeah, this is this is kind of, you know, we're going to see the little bird come out of the nest now and she's going to have to moonsault or, you know, be cat food. So hopefully she can make it work there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I'd sit here and, and tell everybody I don't have a T-shirt of either one of them. So, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I like, got my Brit, I got my Britt Baker shirt uh, in route. Uh, I'm very excited for that one. Covered in blood. Uh, she's the new role model. Oh, so, is it like yeah. a little Nas shoe? Uh, no, it, 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 it would, ma- it would match shirt. my blood sneakers. It would match those. <laughs> uh, any other thoughts from night one? Uh, just, uh, another one that ended a little abruptly for me, Pete Dunn and Kushida. Um, but oh, I, yeah. I think the way that Pete Dunn stood there and they had him on the side of the ring watching the NXT championship <laughs> match. Uh, I think we know what direction he's headed. Uh, yeah. so that's, that's it, Mike. Uh, any final thoughts on, on the entire, sh- the two night show? Um, cause I, I mean, ultimately I I'd say this is, this is an amazing two night event and, um, the WWE has a lot of work to, uh, as, as always, uh, to put on as good a show as, uh, as takeover. Yeah. Uh, we know the work rate bar is, is always going to be really high, but, uh, you know, I, I, am into pro wrestling and I, I wouldn't mind some storylines. Um, let, let's do a, just a quick five minute pivot into AEW and we'll close out with WrestleMania. Oh. Um, just a couple cool things. Uh, Death Triangle, uh, you know, our boys, uh, uh, Penta, Phoenix, and of course, Pac, uh, you know, healing it up out there. And then shockingly, man, the guy making the threat is Orange Cassidy. Uh, Orange Cassidy and the boys come out and be like, yeah, best friends are back. Mother- 
And so they're going to challenge the death triangle. And I'm like giddy with excitement uh, to see where this goes. Cause we're not used to best friends being the aggressor, especially against the team headed by Pac. <laughs> so uh, this is another spot where AEW is like, yeah, let's look at some long-term storytelling and orange Cassidy basically turned it and, you know, had, had footage to show when Cassidy and uh, Pac were doing one-on-one matches. We were just kind of astounded that Cassidy, you know, he's not at the level that Pac is. Nobody is, but he still went toe-to-toe with them. So I'm, yeah. I'm pretty pumped for that. Uh, Matt, in the grand scheme of WWE and AEW's, uh, you know, eternal uh, PP measuring contest um, <laughs> on the week that WrestleMania occurs, Tony Khan... I don't know. He found an extra ten grand in a you know a cargo pan pocket and said, "Hey, Mike Tyson, want to show up and uh, you know beat up some M- MJF and cronies?" And he said, eh, "Sounds funny." So he showed up, ripped his shirt off, uh, flexed a little bit, and uh, threw some punches. And Tony Schiavone said, "Boy, he looks great. Doesn't he look great, Jr.?" Yep. Uh, uh, yeah. My uh, my, he uh, looks great. <laughs> That's our commentary team, folks. Well, uh, but uh, the other cool parts of Inner Circle uh, getting to do some uh, the Shining uh, cosplay uh, because they were barricaded into their special locker room and they had to uh, axe and hammer their way out to go rescue Jericho from uh, the rest of Pinnacle. Uh, so it was kind of a cool moment. And then, Matt, the tight Conti uh, anointment Continues. Um, <laughs> that was a hard one to say. I know. Take Conti continues. Um, she just looked like one of the best women on the roster, and it, it doesn't feel like they've kind of just just force fed you down. You know, the soiling green. It feels like, oh yeah, she's got a lot of talent. It's right there. I, I can see it. You know, this is a deserving spot. So I'm just glad that. <laughs> Um, they're letting her and the bunny get some more, um, you know, time on Wednesdays. Um, uh, people are really gravitating with her connection. To, um, and they, what a lucky little boy gets to hug uh, Ty every week. And you can see his little eyes just, oh, I'm like, I wouldn't let go of that hug either. Negative one. Good job, buddy. Um, and there was one instance where Shivani caught, uh, the wandering eye will say of negative one. He's like, well, watch your watch your eyes there, kid. <laughs> so we'll leave it at that. I think you know where he may have been looking. But, uh, you know, at least Ty is a good sport. So good yeah. for him. And then uh, the last just, you know, the Bucks had this uh, reluctance to fully, you know, go all in, if you will, and uh, super kick Kenny Omega, uh, you know, as they teamed up with Max <clears throat> and uh, – they turned on him, but didn't quite uh, throw up, you know, the old uh, too sweet gesture. But uh, they they did betray uh, Mr. Max and Matt. My favorite moment in all of wrestling this week, <laughs> including Stand and Deliver, including everything I've yet to see this weekend. <laughs> Matt was my my hero, the knight in shining armor. Matt with a broken leg, storyline wise hobbling out to rescue a wildly outnumbered John Boxley, of course, was Eddie Kingston. <laughs> Man, he came hobbling out. Let's like, try it again. 
Yeah, like he came hobbling out like he was watching Dynamite on the crapper and his leg fell asleep like I do. And then he came running out. Um, it, it just was overwhelmed, man. It it looked like uh, I don't know, like the when you put lettuce on a cheesy gordita crunch and it just gets overwhelmed by cheese and shell and meat and more melted cheese and sauce. No, I'm a vegetable. That's how that's how bleak it looked for Eddie. But he still came out there, fought the good fight. Um, you know, God bless him. What a what a guy to to sell that little gesture. Um, so I'm so excited for what he's, you know, his storyline is that he's back from the bend and he and Mox can go to war against all these betrayals. So AEW, you know, loved it again. It's a sports entertainment show, and I was I was I was sportly and entertained uh for the whole <laughs> two hours. But man, we gotta knock into WrestleMania. Do you have yeah. any AW uh nuggies? Well, I just want to throw out there, uh, super underrated, Mike, is the Taco Bell app where you can you don't have to worry about looking like a douchebag and telling them how many different things you want changed on your tacos. I have not put lettuce on my cheesy gordita crunch in probably a year. Uh, really? I, uh, yeah, you customize I, it with no lettuce? No lettuce, add onion and uh, tomatoes. Hmm. I'm going yeah, to have to try that. Good. Oh. The lettuce is such a nothing piece of garbage to me, and it takes up so much space on that thing. But the onions and tomato. Mm-mm. Can right. you stub out the lettuce for more cheese? Yeah, you can. You're just going to have to pay for it. And the shell for more cheese? Yeah. <laughs> I just want the gordita bread and three cheeses and a meat. Man, let's get into WrestleMania. It's nine hours long. We're going to try and knock it out in nine minutes. Three or, cheeses you know. and meat. Uh, Naomi and Lana versus Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. <laughs> Riot Squad and Natalia and Tamita going at it. And tag team turmoil. I love Woo! turmoil. That's why this match is for me. And then- more turmoil. This is unfortunately is what I asked for, Mike, is for night one to lead into night two matches. Um, I just didn't picture it being them saying, hey, you know, the uh, (laughs) you know, those tag titles we made. We don't need a storyline for that. Just we'll announce it on Monday. Uh, They'll watch it. They'll tune in. Um, I'm pretty disappointed that this could have been. This could have been built up to be huge, and it's really just thrown together. And uh, uh, it's, you know, another showing of, of disrespect to uh, this women's division on the main roster. But uh, if, 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 I it makes, to- if it makes you feel any better, the men's tag team division will be um, ignored largely at WrestleMania by uh, SmackDown instead. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll throw out there. I, I think, Mike, you know what? Let's do it. Natalia and Tamina. Just load it up. Let's give, them a, let's give them a tag title shot. They've been getting a lot of gramming going. And, um, you know, Natalia, just, just give her give her a title. She's... Come on. Just do Come it. Come on. I, I just... Matt, that's so funny when you look at these women outside of the Riot Squad. Um, most of them have tag teamed with each other at some point. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Natalia has tag teamed with, obviously right now, Tamina. Lana at some point, Dana Brooke at some point, Naomi at some point. 
And Probably. maybe Mandy Rose. And Mandy is definitely tagged with Lana at some point, Naomi at some point. And Dana, she's like the younger daddy. She's been with that. She's had a cup of coffee with all of them. I'm pretty sure. Um, so I just, I think this, Matt, I do not want to be a performer in this match outside of the Riot Squad. Because I think there's going to be a lot of confusion when you reach over to, oh, oh, you're not my tag team partner this one. <laughs> Hold on there. Here we go. You know, then you go to the right corner. That's. You got to, yeah, it's almost going to be like that uh, Christmas in the office. You got to write down your partner on your arm. You know what it's going right? to be, Mike? What? It's going to be Tag Team Turmoil. That's why it's got the name. I, who's on your team? I don't know. Um, Matt, it's an embarrassment if the Riot Squad goes another year without tag team titles. This is the only tag team in this whole match. I'm so sick yeah, of this. I mean, yeah, you no, know, I I bought my beautiful Ruby Riot T-shirt, and I never get to wear it because she never wins. I'm so tired of this. Well, Make this the year. If you go through that list, like Naomi, I think needs a title. Uh, I do think Dana Brooke needs something at some point because I I still that they never gave her a character. They forgot to load that in there. So you know, no. title for her at some point, and she does good work in the ring. It's good. It's it's not. Clumsy. It's pretty smooth. Um, all right. I still, I still like her entrance too, where she kind of does it. I, she stopped doing it. Now she does so kind of a flex with Mandy, and they look at each flex. other. Yeah, so that spin, spin kick yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. Matt, a huge match on the card, uh, just for fun because it was like Kevin Owens. Uh, we forgot to book you this year. Let's do you uh, do? let's do a rehate. We're gonna put it in the microwave. You and Sami Zayn, you win. <laughs> And uh, uh, this is probably going to be one of the best matches of the whole weekend. And they just well, slapped it together. So. Yeah, they slapped it together in five minutes. I mean, uh, like if what's funny, Mike, I'm I'm taking a look at this card top to bottom, like seeing yeah. the competitors in the ring. It's pretty goddamn good card. I, I listened to someone uh, earlier today that doesn't watch wrestling as often as we do. And they yeah. said this is one of the worst WrestleMania cards I've ever seen. So clearly, this WrestleMania card is not meant for the casual viewer. This is meant for the hardcore WWE fan, I think, uh, yeah. because I'm a huge fan that this exists, and uh, I'm I'm all in on KO and Sami Zayn. I, I wore this just to support that I think this this has that match of the year potential. Um, Mike, by the way, uh, worst hoodies in sports entertainment. Uh, this thing doesn't zip up, and it never did. Uh, my KO hoodie, uh, Kevin. Oh. If you're if you're listening, um, you know, you hook up sick kids all the time. It's really sweet. But my zipper doesn't zip. And I would really like that. <laughs> uh, uh, Mike Intercontinental Championship. Oh, uh, I'm going to go uh, Sammy Zane. Let's give Sammy a win, right? I think Kevin Owens would say, yeah, I will absolutely lay down for my boy Sammy. Um yeah, my only beef with this match is I like when they throw each other through things, and we're probably not going to see that. This is <laughs> this is a sanctioned match. Uh, yeah, I'd like to see Sammy win, but I don't think Sammy cares about winning ever again. So I think Kevin Owens is going over here. Matt, maybe right. maybe the match I would say easily as a wrestling fan the hardest one uh, to to pick. Big E defending the Intercontinental Championship against Apollo Crews in a Nigerian drum fight. I don't know what that's going to entail exactly. 
Um, but I love this Apollo Cruz Nigerian character. I think Big E loves Apollo Cruz's Nigerian drum character. I think a lot of us are starting to get in on this character. Um, where we don't dislike him because he's Nigerian. We dislike him because he hit Big E in the head with steel stairs, and we love Big E. Yeah. Um, so it's nice that, you know, embracing your heritage, that's not why you're a heel. Um, just a, a fun note here as Peacock continues to uh, just, you know, don't mind our dust as we uh, sweep out some of the racist things in the histories of WWE here. Um, but yeah, you know, Apollo is just now he's just Nigerian, but he's also a dick and we hate him because he's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> it's not because he's Nigerian. Um, and I, I like refreshing. this angle. And if yeah. yeah. And if at some point this means that Apollo Crews holds a belt. And Big E moves on to bigger and better things, i.e., you know, the big championships, you know, uh, WWE or Universal. I, this just sounds like a dream come true. Yeah, and this, this to me, I, I think has been big meaty men slapping meat, which you and I are, are huge fans of. And, of course, Big E is, too. Yeah. So I, I think this is something that Big E wants as well. Like, as the Intercontinental Champion, as you go through your reign, like, he wants to see matches like this. Um, I think ultimately, too, anytime we can get Big E off that title, it gets him closer into the main event and we get him either a WWE championship or um, a universal title. And uh, I'm cool with that, too. So that's kind of where my head's at at all times with Big E is how quickly can he lose that intercontinental title and <laughs> be elevated? Um, Mike, another great one on the card that this should be just a great match is Cesaro and Seth Rollins. Uh, this is when the night turns into a four-hour night and you don't mind because that means they gave time to this match. If it's yeah. a two-and-a-half-hour night, that means they gave this match about ten minutes, which is not enough for these two super-duper stars. Yeah. But uh, Cesaro's got to go over, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's the loudest suits in the room against uh, Pepperoni Man. So I'm very excited. <laughs> Pepperoni to... Nips. Yep, I'm very excited to see where this goes. Uh, you know, Seth Rollins is no stranger to uh, early in the card, nothing matches. Um, was it WrestleMania 31 when he took that incredible RKO um, in the daylight, jumping off of Randy's leg and then uh, getting mashed into the ground? Yep. Um, so, yeah, I, I think he would uh, he would happily do that for Cesaro in this case. He's a dad now. He's won his championships. You know, he just wants to wear loud suits and peacock his way around the ring, so to speak. Um, yeah, I, I think he wants to give Cesaro the rub here. I think uh, Rollins and Daniel Bryan and people like that are like, let's let's get the big guy out there. Let's give him one for the Gipper, huh? Yeah. So, man, I'm picking Cesaro. This is this, this is going to be his WrestleMania moment. Uh, and, and yeah, that, it's it's got to be him for the same reasons. I think ultimately. Oh, good gravy. You just cross your fingers on what happens next and they don't just go, hey, Cesaro, we're going to give you a United States Championship match. Hey! No, it's been, come on, we've got a, right, one of these years. Let's put him in a made up. One of these years. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, speaking of the United States Championship, Mike, we've got uh, Matt Riddle and Sheamus. Um, Matt, uh, you know, some of these matches, it's not that you want to pick the winner. <laughs> or break it down. Sometimes it's what we like to play. Difficult question. Matt, yeah. difficult question. Uh, I think undoubtedly one of the more 
colorful entrances we're about to see, Matt, is Matt oh. effing Riddle yeah. um, at WrestleMania. Bird. Is a live bird going to fly out of his butthole? Matt, you're fine. <laughs> is, a pe- is an NBC peacock going to come out of Matt Riddle's butthole? Well, all they have to do is, when that does happen, is have him go, I forgot that was there. I, I'm sorry. Like, that, they can roll that into his character at any time now. Um I, I wouldn't mind like if they if they really want to take this to the next level like have have like a couple of fake birds fly them from that huge uh, boat that they have uh, out on the the entrance ramp and have that yeah. carry him and his scooter right to the middle of the ring. I, they've got the money. That's actually probably cheaper than a bunch of fireworks. Uh, honestly, it's just a zip line uh, with a couple of paper mache birds on either side. <laughs> do that like that would be hilarious and it would it would go to that level of like uh like that grungy feel that we all like from uh you know our our buddy that gets high but he made like flash videos in high school like they never really looked great but they were kind of funny like that would be that level i I want crappy paper mache birds on either side i I don't want good looking birds i uh i i don't mind if this match ends up looking like um like a, a job bluth magic show with just birds falling out of pockets um all the way down the ramp uh for 60 feet but it does feel like this should this card should be a little bit more wrestlemania um so that's why it's kind of like well why isn't uh I, I don't have off the top of my head a good sidekick for Sheamus to walk down with but Matt, is there any reason that RVD and Matt Riddle can't uh, you know, Can they yeah, like, uh, like you know, share something green down the aisle? You know, something <laughs> like that. You know, uh, I, I think really what you're saying is that the Hall of Fame will most certainly be wrapping up their recap session, and RVD and Matt Riddle are going to walk into each other. I, I think we just produced those two segments back to back successfully. I think yeah, that's I think a dunk. If, if there's a joint to be lit, uh, I think Kane's got that covered. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> nice, yeah. Uh, but, Matt, are you picking uh, Mr. Riddle to win his first ever WrestleMania match? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, we're going down the line here of uh, Sheamus has had his moments, and as, as mean as he's been on uh, Monday Night Raw, I think uh, – I think I think everybody gets it like with Riddle, like he's a goofus, but he's, he's not mean spirited. He's just, you know, he's just kind of not. He's a goofus. Yeah. He's a goofus. Um, all right. So Mike, we got a couple of goofuses in the next match. Uh, what's funny is what I was referencing earlier of uh, listening to a podcast of somebody who does not watch wrestling and said, this was a terrible card. Would you this like was to their know, favorite match. This, this is one of the matches that they were excited about. Um, so that that tells Love me it. everything. That's why this exists. It's not for us. Um, <laughs> they, they're also old, so they didn't know what Bad Bunny meant. Uh, so that's also not for us oh, or for them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this Shane McMahon match in a steel cage against Braun Strowman is for the fan who barely watches but is aware that pro wrestling and WrestleMania is uh, pro wrestling exists and that WrestleMania is this weekend. Um, Mike, I just, for us, for the hardcore fan, this means so little to me. I think the writing for this has been absolutely terrible. I don't think it's funny that Shane McMahon just calls him an idiot. And 
Shane does not like this either. I, I can uh, tell in his delivery. I, all, all of it, I just want it done. Yeah, I, I think it was our buddy, Mr. Warren Hayes, who said uh, <laughs> the storyline for the Braun Shane match, for it to be Braun getting bullied, is a really hard sell. And <laughs> I couldn't agree more. But, Matt, I'm just going to back off on the seriousness of how much we love professional wrestling and just say that, you know what? For 10 minutes, we're going to watch. Hopefully, Shane is dressed all in white because I want him to look like that um, block of snow that the Snowpiercer train blows over in the Bong Joon-ho classic Snowpiercer. Um, And then I'm going to get to watch, you know, the owner's son fall off a you know, large piece of steel and crash and burn. So uh, don't look at it as a wrestling match. Just look at it as you get to see a rich guy fall off uh, a cage and, you know, look really injured. So you got that going for you. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's what I think we're all just waiting for that. Um, So the transition would be uh, like the other match that isn't for us, Bad Bunny and Damian Priest, which, uh, again, I'm not quite sure what people see in Damian Priest still. Uh, versus the Miz and Morrison, uh, two of the best heels uh, in the biz. Probably more Miz than Morrison. Hey, hey, ho, Morrison, ho. Morrison yeah. has fun. That's right. Um, hopefully, we'll be on uh, Botchamania. I sent that video I made as many times oh, as did? I could over to Matthew. Uh, so we'll keep that. <laughs> hopefully, it takes a second. Uh, uh, you know what I want to say about this match is, you know, the Miz and Morrison. They're they're gonna get they're gonna get you over. You know, they're fantastic at their job. But I got to say that this whole event is a failure because the only thing we got over was Bad Bunny. And we already know that Bad Bunny's over because he's like the leading Spotify download of all time. So he's fine. He didn't need a rub. But (laughs) Damien Priest needed the rub. And it feels like the actual wrestler that we called up, he's the one who got lost in the shuffle, not the, you know, Five foot nine, 140 pound, you know, rapper, singer guy. It's it's stunning that the bad buddy, the Miz and Morrison, the whole point of getting this together yeah. was Priest. Priest. He's an, after, he's, an afterthought. Yeah. he's an oh. afterthought in his own ascension. Yeah. How about we don't put bad buddy in a singles match? <laughs> Whoops. So yeah, um, I, I think Bad Bunny, yeah, he's, over. he's arguably up there with Pat McAfee from, my God, where did this guy come from? And all of a sudden, <laughs> he's like one of the most important parts of the show. So uh, you can't hate him for that. I'm not going to get mad at a guy for making a buck. Good for him. Uh, <laughs> which is weird on the production team to be like, oh, man, the fourth most, imper- most important person is Damian Priest. Oh, well, you're top four. All right. But yeah, Bad Bunny's going. Top four. <laughs> um, yeah, s- same here. I-, I still, like, maybe this will be those moments where Damien Priest gets sold on me. But, uh, yeah, and I, Mike, you said it earlier. I mean, I, I'm the guy who's watched every NXT episode, you know, live for, for our, for the point of our podcast. I, I've watched every Damien Priest match that's been on TV or on TakeOver. He's not bad. He's just not interesting. I I will like to this day. I still don't get it. I don't know if I'm missing something. Somebody, please. I mean, we tried. Listen, Damien. We gave you sunglasses. We gave you a fire entrance. We gave you uh, a tabernacle choir. We gave you a hot dog. We gave you a bad bunny. We gave you the Miz and Morrison. All right. What do you got? 
And you know, maybe he'll, you know, really uh, have a sparkler flying out of his ass this weekend. We'll see what happens. Yeah. But uh, right now, he's the fourth most interesting guy in that match. Matt, here's another one. I think the second hardest for me to pick because there's so much love for me in this match. Matt, it's the Raw Women's Champion, Asuka, arguably one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time. Just happens to also have a hilarious Twitch channel. Um, a YouTube channel and Twitter feed where she photoshops herself into her favorite Simpsons scenes when she's not wrestling. Going up against Matt, the young up-and-comer, arguably the greatest uh, female bumper of all time. Uh, Matt, I, I, I would be shocked to find out in her history she wasn't trained by Mr. Ziggler herself. But, Matt, at some point, we got to strap the rocket to her. And if there's one thing we know about WWE, they like to see Asuka going down at WrestleMania. You're going down, Asuka. So, Matt, is this it? Because <laughs> real no, quickly, her, her first, we'll say first real call-up match, does she become champion? <sighs> I kind of don't want it to happen. And I, I tweeted this out this past week where I was like, I, I'd want it if they gave us more time. But I, I don't like that Rhea gets inserted by her just announcing she's the number one contender and then she's going to win. Because it feels like it, like, I, God, I sent you that video earlier today that, um, uh, what's his face? Uh, did you watch it on, on Twitter? No. Uh, 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 Vince, uh, uh, Vince you know. Russo. Yeah, I <clears throat> yeah. did watch that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> he he made me all self conscious about being an adult who watches pro wrestling. Um, so he he get into these these moments where, um, you know, you talk. He he just blatantly keeps calling it fake fighting because I think he's just mad at the business at this point. That they won't but, rehire him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, uh, but like. I guess where my head's at is, is taking it outside of the wrestling and bringing it into like respecting one of the best wrestlers on the planet who would be Asuka and just having it be like, well, somebody's got to take the title away from her <laughs> like that. Like that's pretty much what's going on. If Rhea wins this match, right? Like it, it's like, we just, we got to fit somebody into that main event role. that's not Asuka. And uh, I just wish there was more time like allotted uh or or like we took put in more effort into writing the story of oscar losing uh to her, her title reign um i guess that's where my head's at and that's why i want her to keep it i don't mind her losing it just put put more effort into it put a better story behind it um and give more meaning to Rhea winning it besides her just going that's me we uh couldn't coexist in a tag team match and now we're gonna go toe to toe yeah, I mean, um, this podcast, we're huge fans of Rhea Ripley. There's no question about it. Um, it just, it, like you said, uh, you know, uh, like Bianca Belair, she's going to get her chance. She's almost assuredly going to defeat Sasha Banks, and it's going to mm -hmm. feel deserved because she had this whole buildup over the fall. Um, you know, she won the Royal Rumble. Um, you know, she's, you know, planted herself as a, as a top um entity over on smackdown and Rhea, like you said you know this feels like a last minute replacement it you know it feels like you know something went awry with charlotte and charlotte and oscar are probably gonna battle and let oscar probably get her revenge victory over charlotte and they're like fuck oh she's out well i guess we'll call rip Rhea up then and see what happens and 
it just if Ripley wins, I, I think you're so right. It won't it won't quite have that that punch of man, she finally ascended the mountain, you know? Yeah. Um I think that's a spot where maybe Asuka will maybe have to turn heel a little bit to try and help this match out. Uh it's just so tough because she's so damn lovable. Um yeah. But yeah, if Rhea wins, nobody's going to be upset. But I think the more exciting thing is, you know, somebody chasing um, and probably keeping Asuka as the champion and let Rhea kind of, you know, earn that moment instead of just declaring the moment, uh, which is actually something Asuka mentioned in a promo recently. You know, your confidence is is not earned. Um, so I, I, I would book Asuka to win and let Rhea kind of build herself up. Uh, but it yeah. would be a hell of a resume already for Rhea to have Charlotte and Asuka, you know, in WrestleMania matches. Yeah. And, yeah. But yeah, Matt, I, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, uh, I was going to move on to the next match. Yeah. If that's okay. Yeah, um, that's the only match that probably not be a wrestling match. Uh, it's going to be the fiend <laughs> and Randy Orton here. It's uh Burn face, uh, burn face Bray uh, comes out and uh, we saw what he did with John Cena. And it was one of the most beautiful art masterpieces on this show you know, that we've ever seen. Uh, you know, combining all sorts of different medias, uh, combining the uh, character development and evolution and growth and rise and fall of Jonathan Cena as he was portrayed as a rapper. The next Hulk Hogan. Um, uh, you know, a muscle man, um, a bully, um, you know, uh, an afterthought to a Bella sister. Man, so many different chapters that the fiend took us through. Um, yeah. you know, John Cena greatest hits, you know, debacle uh, that eventually did kind of end in a chokehold. It kind of ended in a mandible claw, but that wasn't the point. It was the story. Man, yeah. God, please let us do the same for Randy. But can it live up to it? You know, won't it only? Won't you only be left with disappointment because it won't be anything? It won't. There's no way that it's going to reach the same level. And part of the reason we love that John Cena Fiend match was because we didn't see, like, we we weren't going to be able to predict that. Um, that's my fear. I think <laughs> I want something better than what we got with Cena last year, but I just don't know if that's possible. Um, I just, I have, I have a lot of, uh, confidence in, in Bray. I have a lot of confidence in what Randy Orton has done with this storyline. Um, it seems like he's excited to be a part of it. Go ahead. Um, I have a lot of confidence in Randy, like what he's put into this Bray Wyatt storyline. Um, it's, it's been years now. Um, and I mean, Randy's had so many, uh, you know, nefarious twists and turns over the history of his career that I think they're really going to be able to, you know, if they do it right, they're really going to be able to, you know, show you some some scary images of, of what we've allowed Randy to do and still wrestle for the company, you yeah. know, kayfabe-wise. Um, and it smells, it smells like Bray is actually going to have quite... Quite a few unpaid parking tickets and receipts uh, for Randy to answer to. Um, this has been a long time coming for Randy. Um, yeah. I, I just, I, I think we're really going to be in for a treat. It won't be as good as that first time, right? But I, I have pretty, pretty high confidence in this being uh, satisfying for us. 
Well, the next thing on the card, Mike, I'm more excited for it. I think most people are, but AJ Styles and Omos going up against the New Day for the tag team champions uh, championships. I, if they give them the time, Mike, I mean this this should be a banger. Uh, We know the New Day can run with anyone, but now we're talking about one of the greatest. uh, Well, I'll never put this asterisk on there because it gets thrown out to everybody else. One of of the greatest male pro wrestlers of all time, uh, AJ Styles. No. I'm kidding. Uh, one of the greatest pro wrestlers. Uh, it's easy of all time in AJ Styles. So th- this this should be a banger, and I think we're going to tell a good story for almost too for uh, him finally getting involved. And and this, it's not going to hurt to take away the titles from the New Day. This is something they want a lot of them. Their game should be to lose them just so they can keep winning them. I think for the New Day that they're they're a team that should be in the record books for most reigns of all time kind of thing and uh aj look at what's going on with the other title pictures i'm okay with him not being in the main event so this gives us an opportunity to watch aj styles wrestle do something we haven't seen him do a ton of and we get to see almost too and uh, there's a lot of hate going around for this i i don't understand it that aj styles just inserts himself into the tag team division but this, this is exciting. It, I, I'm all it is it. AJ Styles. Yeah. Um, I, I think the most today in 20 years. I'm... Yeah. Uh, I I think the uh, um, most interesting thing about this is that wow, Omos's first match ever for WWE is going to be at WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, it's not going to be the pre-show. It's not going to be I. Well, it's not going to be a one-on-one squash. Uh, but he's going up against arguably one of the five best tag teams WWE's ever created on their own. Uh, they didn't adopt, you know, Dudley's or it, it's not one of those scenarios. This is a team they built and created in the new day. This is one of their babies. And then they're going to have AJ Styles, who they treat like the greatest wrestler on the planet. That's usually his character going into a storyline. So those three guys with a tag team championship on the line are going to hold almost his hand through this match and make this guy look like the most unstoppable giant you've ever seen. I am. I, my, my interest is so peaked at this match. I, I, I'm astounded that they've glued AJ and almost together. This was not a short lived, you know, combination. This is, we're getting you over with me. So I'm kind of curious to see if like what AJ saw in this giant man and you know what the WWE as a whole said wow okay we're not going to have him just go out there and you know you know smush one of our you know uh, luchadors we're going to have him beat the crap out of Xavier Woods and former champion Kofi Kingston and he's going to tag team with AJ Styles like this, like the 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 way that the the brass the brass up top are just saying we're going all in with almost. I'm just I'm so excited to see what I, if he can actually fight, Matt. I think people are gonna there's gonna be a collective uh, thundering around uh, you know the earth as people are falling out of their chairs watching almost perform. Uh, I'm I'm just this this match has me the most curious. Uh, uh, like as far as debuts. Guys coming out of nowhere. Um, what what are we going to see from Omos, man? This is a hell of an endorsement by this company on this guy. Um, 
Yeah, if you don't have any other thoughts, we can move yeah, on. I'm just I'm so curious on this one because we have uh, the SmackDown Women's Championship. I don't think there's any doubt about the final outcome here. It's it's Sasha yeah. versus Bianca. Could be Bianca, um, absolutely. And, yeah, and there's no denying that this is going to be a banger. It's just uh, I think just it's it's how we're going to get there is going to be the fun part because we we know we go into every movie knowing that the good guys are going to win except for that one Avengers movie and. Uh, you know, I don't think we're going to need a part two. I think this is going to be it. And Bianca's going to go over. Yeah. That's it, why it's uh this is a harder one to talk about. Cause it's just, it feels like this is one of the few storylines in this entire card where it feels like we've kind of, you know, we've mapped out, you know, point a all the way to the, you know, point Z for the end of this story. And we're going to be at point Z and it doesn't make me bummed out that we have a pretty good idea what's going to happen. It feels earned. Um, yeah. It feels Asuka earned. Um, yeah, very excited for Bianca to have her moment. Yeah, I think uh, I'll just say it kind of feels like we get into the into that trouble with the Royal Rumble winner every year. That like it, it it's kind of like the Money in the Bank kind of thing. Like they probably should win if they get the Money in the Bank. You know, the the uh, conversion rate is pretty high. Um, that's, yeah. that's kind of like, you, you don't want to diminish the importance of winning that. And, uh, I think that goes along those lines too. Uh, but, uh, our, our championship match without a Royal Rumble winner, um, is, uh, the WWE championship match. Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre going at it. Mike, the more of the story they tell the more and getting Baron Corbin involved, who just gets go away heat, like nobody's business. Like you gotta believe that they actually want us to to cheer for Drew McIntyre, even though everyone and their mother is all in on Bobby Lashley. We want to see him have a long reign. Uh, it just looks like the story is not headed in that direction. And I love Drew McIntyre. I I don't. I just don't know. Again, like it feels like they want to give him that moment that he missed out on last year. First things first. Nobody's owed that moment. The long and short of it right there. Uh, I don't know where Drew McIntyre, what he's done for it to be like, well, like and I only say this in response to the wrestling fan idea of what's going to happen here is that he's owed this moment. But I, I just don't know what Drew would have done compared to any other wrestler on the planet where they're like, no, we're having fans. We're going to cause a bunch of COVID you know, uh, we're going to cause a jump in the numbers to have 25,000 people at WrestleMania just so Drew McIntyre can have fans uh, for his championship win. I don't know what he did for them to do that, but I, I also don't think that's the case. Um, but I, 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 I just, now I'm, I'm starting to ramble. I think Drew's going to win. I hope that Bobby Lashley does. I would say that, uh, you know, there's a couple matches where it was really hard to pick the winner. Biggie, Apollo, um, Asuka, Rhea. Um, and this is right up there, too. Um, I, I think that it's difficult to pick because I don't know what direction WWE's going in, especially after they are seemingly disbanding the Hurt Business. Um, you know, saying that Bobby can go on his own. So I, I think if they give it to Drew, they're making a mistake. I, I think it's too soon to, you know, cut ties on the Bobby Lashley uh, championship uh, reign. Um, but I do think to keep Drew strong, I would 
This is when I would pull the trigger and have Keith Lee and Ricochet join the Hurt Business. Um, oh. And then, you know, like the uh, the parts will be just as exciting as the sum, where I think with the previous members, with Shelton, you know, it was, you know, it was his second time coming. And, it, you know, he's he's just not as, you know, uh, charismatic as, as Ricochet and Keith Lee. It's, it, you know, it happens. Um and same thing with Cedric. They're they're both excellent workers, but it's not as exciting, you know, as seeing Keith Lee and Ricochet join. Um, are they both going to join in one night? Storyline wise, that that would really be juggling some plates. Uh, but I just think if you're going to go with Bobby, I think you can go ahead and feel feel okay to throw in a little bit of a schmaz um, to still keep Drew looking strong because he he should look strong leaving this match. Absolutely. Uh, well, yeah, now, now I've got all the wheels turning, like Brock Lesnar showing up and <laughs> costing the match for Drew or something CM like that. CM Punk coming out. No, not CM Punk. And no, CM Punk all the way. He's joined in the Hurt Business. <laughs> no, he's going to uh, join Pinnacle probably. Jesus. No, uh, it'll, but, be, uh, it'll be Parker Bordeaux. He'll be the new... Uh, oh my God. Matt, don't give him any ideas. All right. <laughs> edit that out of the show. All right. Last, last match. Let's match. And we can go to bed. Let's do it. Universal Championship match, Mike. Roman Reigns, Edge, and Daniel Bryan. Just give it to Edge. I mean, he he says it all the time. How much longer does he have in the ring? We don't know. Um, yeah. It's kind of, it's like I've said it the last couple of weeks, I feel like Daniel Bryan got mixed in there uh, to make things easier for Roman Reigns to lose the title. Uh, but I also think there's an element of Edge and Daniel wanting to get in the ring together. I think that this that idea of them being in, like when Roman gets knocked out and the two of them are in the ring together, that is truly a special moment. At WrestleMania, like two guys that were supposed to be done and science has caught up with pro wrestling and uh, gone beyond it. Uh, so... A testament to science, uh, a testament to technology uh, will we'll be these two facing off, which is is incredible. It's something that we used to see in movies. That was a joke of seeing a guy that was like half machine, uh, you know, <laughs> prolonging a career and so of some sort. But this is this is so much better than that because uh, these guys aren't machine. They're still still mostly man. Uh, it's going to be two two men going at it. But yeah, that, ultimately, I think they'll just give Edge's moment before it's too late. Before something goes in the wrong direction, um, so uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, mean, I kind uh, of agree with that take that Edge delivers on a weekly basis. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if uh, God, what was it? Just like, th- like three, three years ago, you would have had a uh, a guy with leukemia, a guy with a broken neck, and another guy with a broken neck, um, and you know, hey, we're gonna have all these guys main event in <laughs> WrestleMania thirty seven. Like what? <laughs> Get the hell out of here. Right. Um, yeah, I think uh, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Daniel Bryan's in there to take a three-second tan for Edge. Um, this is another one where I got to think one of these championship matches is going to be a little schmazzy um, for the men. Um, where Roman, it would just, it feels like it would take such a, you know, just Thor flying down from the heavens with Mjolnir, you know, to take him out of the game, you know, and not have him, uh, you know, pinning somebody for a victory. 
Mm-hmm. So I think that's maybe where we'd see like, you know, the Usos finally reunite and be like, you know what, screw this and kick Roman right in the face, something like that. Um, Cause it would take that kind of monumental effort. Plus uh, Roman, obviously not taking a pin when he loses his championship. But I mean, if it's not to edge, if it's not to the Royal Rumble winner, if it's not to a guy returning from a broken neck, I I don't know if I see him ever losing it. He might just, you know, we might just bury it with him, you know, like a, <laughs> a an Egyptian king, you know. Yeah. There's, there's nobody who's going to take it from him. So I got to think so. There's going to be some Uso shenanigans. Um, there's going to be Daniel Bryan eating a pin for Edge. It's going to take a lot to get it off of uh, the head of the table, but. Uh, um, I would, I would honestly be there's 0% chance of Daniel winning, uh, probably like an 80% oh. chance of edge. And then Roman, I'm going to give him 20. I, all right. Um, I'll give, I'll give Dan, Dan's going to get 10. I'll That's give a big Roman, number, man. I'll give Roman 30 and, uh, can I give you a thousand to one odds on that 10 to one on that yeah. 10 to 10 to 90? So, yeah, if I bet a dollar, you bet a dollar, and I'll bet a, th- a thousand, ten thousand. Right. Daniel okay, Bryan doesn't win. Yeah, I'll take that bet. No problem. Okay, done. <laughs> It'll go to Eddie's college, and then that dollar will go into um, a taco that I'll turn into poop. I'll yeah, a hundred. I got that bet. We'll we'll. <laughs> we'll do a PayPal or Venmo live on the next episode. Um, yep. You can watch me throw up real blood. It's going to be fantastic. We do have to figure out a, another date and time for the next episode, or we might have to go late into the night again, because Mike, you and I will be recording with uh, Mr. Darren McCarty a week from now. Thursday um, at eight o'clock. Uh, so if you guys are Red Wings fans, go check that out. I'm pretty stoked for it. This is a guy that's meant a lot to my life as a human being, like growing up. Um, he does real fighting. Well, he used to, but yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll have to. We'll probably announce uh, if you guys are listening. If you uh, t- for the the next live show um, doesn't look like anybody's watching right now, but that's fine. Um, find us uh, at Bod Podcast and uh, Brothers underscore of underscore discussion on uh, Instagram. And if you are uh, listening to the podcast, you want to see the visuals of our beautiful faces, go out over to YouTube and uh, subscribe. We've got extra content that goes up there that does not go on the podcast. So you guys want to check that out. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. Mike, you ready to sail off and go to bed? Yeah, it's time for Betty. Bye. Matt, make sure you edit this tomorrow. Don't do that tonight. We gotta do it tonight. We got the we got the web web page ready to go. Oh no! All right. Well, we'll let's sail off into the sunset. Get ready for a whole weekend of wrestling. Doodaloo. Bye. <laughs>